man, where's our chief fan at? Where's the I know. <laughs> where's our chief dude? Tech, Joe, Paul, where you at? No, man, we just wanted to jump on real quick and just talk about a little bit about the Super Bowl, our impressions of the game, you know, just talk about what we thought of the game from the commercials to what we ate or, you know, the company we spent with, even half the halftime show. Just want to get on here and just talk about it a little bit about the uh, pretty uh, kind of historic game that we witnessed today. Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles, Super Bowl 57. Jake, how was your uh, Super Bowl experience today, Super Sunday? So I went down, um, you know, my little side hustle I have is uh, I work downtown at one of the bars. And um, and although I haven't worked there, like we've talked about in about a month or so, things have been slow. Mm-hmm. But uh, but we all got together at the bar and, um, you know, there's a bunch of TVs up there and you know, bringing catered food and just kind of a little celebration, hang out time for all of the bar staff and some of the regulars that come down there. And, uh, you know, every, so everybody was there and it was just, you know, fun atmosphere. Everybody was kind of excited. I don't think there was really too many Kansas city or, uh, Eagles fans there. So everybody was just kind of, you know, picking their sides. Some people had some money on the line, had some bets going, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, but there was wings. We had some, um, think Chipotle catered in and pizza. Oh, uh, so it was good. That's a nice little spread. Yeah. And I stayed, I got there a little late. I got there in the, in the middle of the first quarter. And then I left after the halftime show because uh, I wanted to see Riri. And I was actually, uh, I, I think there's going to be some news coming out where looks like, uh, you know, I don't want to assume in this day and age, but looks like maybe possibly I saw some, you know, some things online where Riri might be having uh, or be expecting another child. Mm-hmm. And so she was able to do, you know, to perform coming down from as high up as she was and uh, do all that dancing. And uh, I, th- I thought it was a pretty good halftime show. What do you think? Yeah, it was cool, man. It was it was a very unique, you know. Now all the memes are coming about out about everything, but yeah, it was it was really cool. They had like these uh, terraces that were like flying up in the air, right? Yeah, it looked like flying saucers, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was a very very unique show, and um, you know what was really cool about this super, you know, Super Bowl halftime show was that there was a Samoan. Uh, choreographer by the name of Paris Goble, who we hope to one day be able to get on the show and talk to her and pick her brain. But Paris Goble was instrumental in this uh, Super Bowl halftime show this year with Riri. Um, if you go to her Instagram, Paris Goble, uh, you'll be able to see some of the, you know, some of the stuff that she shared from uh, behind the scenes and st- stuff like this. But very interesting. She choreographed the whole thing. Um, I, I know she probably worked with several other people to, to come up with the design and everything. But yeah, I thought it was cool, man. And um, uh, talking about Riri, yeah, I guess uh, there's buzz going around on Twitter Sphere and all of social media that um, I guess bef- beforehand they were asking her or she w- she had made a comment like there would be a special guest right um performing in the super bowl and maybe this could have been the uh like the announcement that the special guest was her that she she was with child wow <laughs> quite the special guest there yeah yeah but it was very unique um i actually yeah. re- I, I took the time i recorded the super t- super bowl halftime show on my phone so i was just watching and recording on the same time but yeah, very super, very unique, very unique show. 
what were your, what were your some of the, your what were some of your thoughts on the Super Super Bowl halftime show this year? Let us know what you uh, thought of it. But yeah, there there's a lot of things going on. This uh, a lot of firsts, right? We talked about it in other podcasts, but um, pretty historic uh, Super Bowl for first time. Two black quarterbacks went head to head. You know, starting quarterbacks. Um, man, a bunch of firsts. I think there was a first female coach to coach in the Super Bowl. I think she was on the Philadelphia Eagles side. Um, but yeah, as far as um, what I did, I, I pretty much, I pretty much just watched the game by myself. Um, I had a chance to go mingle and and be with um, fam, friends and family. But man, I just, you know, just I just get, gotten off work, so I thought I'd just come and kick relax back. and yeah, kick back and watch the game and not have any loudness. I really wanted to to really get to see and watch and hear the commercials, commercials and also the um, the halftime show. I was really looking forward to that. So I thought I'd just chillax this year and just chill. Speaking of that, did you know? I just I just found this out too, which I, I feel like uh, I I can't believe I didn't know this, but uh, they they don't. So whoever performs on the Super Bowl halftime, they don't get paid. Put that on some for real. Yeah, they the NFL doesn't pay them. Mm-hmm. They give them uh, essentially a budget to pay for their dancers and the stuff they bring in and and all that, but they don't. They don't technically pay, and they didn't even pay the dancers at first until I guess some of the contracts got leaked before, and then so they pay them like a minimum fifteen dollars per hour. Uh, you know, some of the dancers that come in and do it, but yeah, Rihanna doesn't get any money because what they'll do, and I guess why they've convinced like Prince and some of the others to come in is typically they have a, a huge uptick in if they're on tour selling tickets. Or there's, or you know, the albums will be bought or downloaded now. Um, so there's a usually a huge increase in um, in sales on their end, but that's still kind of messed up, right? It's like the NFL is uh, knows they don't have to pay somebody that big, and so they won't do it, um, just because the the I guess the clout that it will bring for you know the the um, the importance of everybody seeing you during the Super Bowl, the eyeballs on you. What are your thoughts about that? Mm-hmm. I can I can see how they can uh, leverage that for their advantage. I can see how that can make sense, and you know it is considered to be one of the biggest stages of the in the world. Uh, you know, one of the biggest events in the world besides like the FIFA World Cup. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know it's probably second to the FIFA World Cup. Um, but yeah, I can see how they can leverage that to to their advantage. Especially all the the money and revenue um, generated for just the commercial ads, right? Those thirty second, forty second spots, right? But yeah, that's not, that's an interesting tip. But I never knew that. When did they start yeah. doing that? I wonder. I know. I read it on Twitter. Like mm-hmm. while I was like watching the game, I usually I like to follow my phone on Twitter, just the commentary when mm-hmm. people are looking at calls and replays and stuff. I follow and then somebody had posted it in there and I read it real quick and not real quick. And I was like, that does not sound right to mm-hmm. me that they could get away without paying. But I guess the, I guess, you know, the NFL is going to do what the NFL is going to do on these things. It's not a good look. I would just say this. It's not a good look mm-hmm. that you're not paying artists to come in, uh, especially with the NFL wanting image to be everything for them. Um, you know, you can get into like how little the cheerleaders make too uh, on, on the, Mm-hmm. Uh, on the t- on the teams as well like there's there's some 
there's some things I think that need to be corrected uh, when it comes to, you know, how they're paying some of these people. Yeah, absolutely. Let's not get into their pay. Um, <laughs> and you know what? You know what the funny thing is, too, is like the NFL, they are a private foundation. They're a 5113C. They're a nonprofit organization. So maybe they could use that, too, in part of their play. But shoot, you know, they could at least find like some promo or what is it? Not don donations, maybe, or spon sponsors. That's it. Maybe they can get paid. Maybe the artists and the performers can get paid from sponsors. Maybe they can implement that instead of like having the NFL write a fat check, which and that essentially is just a write-off for them anyways. But Roger Goodsell or Goodell, whatever your name is, you need to you and your committee, you guys gotta do better. Sheesh. See all those dancers? They went from end zone to end zone. They covered the whole field with uh performers. I wonder how they finagled that one, how they're a nonprofit. Are you are you sure? Yeah, they're a nonprofit yeah. organization, brother. <laughs> so is the NBA. <laughs> oh, how did how they finagle that one? <laughs> oh, yeah. They fandangled that one, bro. My yep. goodness. Private foundation. Uh I, yes, they are. Um, I know the NFL for the for a fact is a private foundation. The NBA, I'm not so sure, but I believe they are as well. But yeah, man. Man, where's our do, do we need to call our Chiefs fans to come in here? They're probably still celebrating. Tech, our brother Tech, Joe, Paul. Right. Hey, an inter intervention. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> Man, uh Jalen Hurts played lights out. I think he I thought he had a great game besides uh the little mishap he had fumble that he had for a scoop and score. Other than that, right, I you know what I'm saying? He, he was solid, well. bro. Yeah, played really well. What What do you think about the officiating? Mm, I don't know. Um, I wasn't really, you know, if it was one of my teams, I'd probably be a little bit more concerned if it was Chicago because the Chicago Bears playing. I don't know. Some of the calls, mm, I thought they were okay. I thought I didn't think there was anything huge or taboo that I seen from the game from what I can recall, but maybe that, uh, maybe that holding call that kind of changed the, uh, outcome that one, that holding call on the, uh, on Juju Smith Schuster, shout out to him, our half black, half Samoan brother who just won his first Super Bowl title. Congratulations right. to you, Juju. Maybe that call, could have been, I don't know, looked at a little bit better. better a little but, iffy. Yeah. But other than that, I thought everything was cool. I think those the calls on the catches that were kind of questionable, I thought they got those right, maybe. But yeah, here's so here's what the commentator said. You can like let me know what you think. But he's like, do you he's like, I see the foul there is basically what he's saying. Is but do you want the Super Bowl decided? You're gonna give the game to the Chiefs, right? Essentially, that's what it what it did right there. That penalty gave the game to him. And do you want to decide the game at the end of the game on a very we let's be clear, he grabbed, right? So he did grab the jersey, but it was not like I've seen worse ones not get called, right? So absolutely when the so what's your opinion on that? Us, you know, non-biased fans, right? Um, or maybe we're a little biased, but 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. But what w- what do you want to see happen there? You know, do you like that call? Do you not like that call? What's your opinion? Um, when you look at it from that perspective and that angle, you would like I would say let them play. You know, let them play. Let them let them get down. Just kind of like uh, when you refer to basketball, when they bump. You know, when they're bumping down there in the in the key. Those players are going hard. They let them play. Those refs, especially at the end of the game, especially towards the end of the game. You know what I'm saying? I don't in the championship game. That was a championship game too of the fourth quarter, right? Fourth quarter. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's it essentially gave them it gave them the game. You know that call, but I don't know, man. It just I don't know. That's a that's a great great question and yeah if you're a cheese fan do you like the call of course right of course you're gonna love that call you just won yeah. the game on that call that's Clayton holding <laughs> the hand in the air mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you get all the people on the opposite end uh doing all the cobra commander signs you know cobra cobra signs cobra commander right you know when they put their hands <laughs> on their hands on their head yeah but yeah, very uh, entertaining game. It went down to the wire. Um, yeah, I um, the game. The, I, I Patrick Mahomes is a stud. You cannot Definitely. take that away from him. And he essentially, like, I don't know how Andy Reid, who's the offensive coordinator, is that on that squad on the on the Chiefs, whoever that dude is. Maybe it's basically Andy it's Andy Reid. It's but... Andy Reid, right? Yeah, he's the main. Um, just what I, what from what I hear from what I read, he's the main uh, offensive mind when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. But let's just see. We'll look at OC. All right, it's uh, Eric uh, Benemy. Is that how you oh, say his Eric name? The, yeah, Eric Benemy. Yeah, Eric Benemy. Sometimes I think they saying Eric the enemy, but <laughs> someone else. But um, yeah, they. I think they do a good job of utilizing um. Patrick Mahomes skill talent. And right. if you notice during the game, they're saying like the offensive linemen, they like they're trained now to block longer, right? So they can let the play develop because the more time Patrick has the ball in his hand, it's like the more dangerous they are. He's crazy in the pocket. He's really good at extending plays. I mean, that's the difference between in, and I have mixed feelings about this because I think we've talked about this before, but I, so his ability to extend the play exposes him to injury, but mm-hmm. is insane to watch because you watch him like dive horizontal and <laughs> throw it sidearm and basically behind his back between his legs. He's got all the tricks on um, one leg with his, you know, with his hurt ankle, you see clearly it was still bothering him today and he still was able to play really well. Um, so his, his ability to extend that now if we start talking, you know, like we were talking about earlier in terms of like legacy, okay, his ability to extend the play, is that going to shorten his career to where he couldn't threaten? Because let, 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 let's play the game. If he plays 20 years, mm-hmm. can he win seven Super Bowls? Absolutely. He's that sort of talent, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But can he play that many years? I'm just going to say, no, he's not going to make it till 45 years old. So I don't know if we'll ever see that again. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever see it. Does he have enough talent? And if he has enough talent around him, let's say he can make a, you know, if he can make a run a couple years in a row, I mean, he can get close. Like this is, he is, he's, he's 
amazing to watch. Um, as comparison, like look at Aaron Rodgers, man. Aaron Rodgers only ever won one Super Bowl in, in comparison, and they talk about him as you know one of the greatest, if not the greatest thrower of the football that has ever played in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. So, but you just got to look at. Mahomes is smart with the game on the line. He makes good decisions. He extends the plays. Um, the one thing I would say is that's that double-edged sword of you extend the play and somebody hits you from behind or lands on your ankle rather than a Tom Brady or you know some of these other less athletic uh, athletic quarterbacks are throwing the ball out of bounds like four seconds earlier mm-hmm. in the play, right? So they avoid yeah. the they avoid the the injury or the season end or the, you know, the few games, they avoid that because they simply don't have the athleticism to extend. So they don't have any other options, but they're also not getting hit like that. What are your mm. thoughts on that? Yeah. It seems like the people that, um, the quarterbacks that are more like stay in the pocket and just, you know, deliver the ball quickly. It seems like they have a little bit more long, uh, longer career. As opposed to, yeah, it's great to have that skill, like that tool in your pocket that you can maneuver and run. But the main objective of the quarterback is to deliver the ball out, right, to get it to the receivers and march down the field. I don't know. Maybe that's what I think the quarterback is supposed to do, right? But it, I don't know. Tom Brady was able to do that with his career, having such a long career. He wasn't a scramble dude like uh, these young quarterbacks are able to run with their legs and use their legs. But I think it um, it is it is helpful, though. It's helpful for, helpful for him to uh, to be that dual threat. But then, yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, I don't think it's ever been done, though, having someone like him, um, you know, or someone like Jalen Hurts or those newer quarterbacks are coming up. I think of uh, Joe Burrow. I look at him. I see him having more of like a Tom Brady type of career like you know you know he's not he's two or three seconds or two seconds in the pocket and the ball's already gone right and i don't know the wear and tear on his body won't won't be as bad as opposed to using your legs to advance down the field right um i don't know man it's just we haven't seen that yet we've seen people like tom brady and oh well maybe we have seen that in the past maybe like uh people like mike vick you know michael vick um, we'll never we'll never see another one of him he was insane mm-hmm. he was literally the cheat code on the field i put him as much of a game changer as barry sanders was at running back mm-hmm. i don't know if you remember watching barry at oh, all yeah oh, you yeah. just couldn't take your eyes off of either one of those players and then the, the crazy speed to that any play could go into the end zone you know that was mike vick and and barry for me yeah but and you see those people the the positions that are are using their bodies and getting banged up more they don't last as long as a quarterback that stays in the pocket and delivers the ball 1.2 seconds one two point you know two seconds in the in the in the pocket and gets really and, and releases it um I don't think the gameplay of football or the NFL is designed for a longevity wise for someone that you know to use their body like that getting beat up and thrashed like that look at cam newton as an example is he done playing is he retired or what's going on with him i haven't heard anything of him yeah nobody picked him up this year so he was a free agent and Mm -hmm. nobody picked him up but you 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 look you know in his first years he was 
you know, he was MVP, I think, one year and um, insane talent, not like nothing we've ever seen, but but he was, you know, running quarterback and took a beating over the years and ultimately uh, lost a lot of his ability. He ended up hurting his foot. Like I think uh, he couldn't plant uh, with his foot to throw correctly. Mm-hmm. And I think it threw off his whole throwing motion and he was never the same guy, right? You know, we had him at, at the Patriots for a little bit over there, but um, right. towards the, towards the end there. And uh, I, I still loved having him. I loved his, like he had that compete level 10, you know, we like, like up in the Boston area, it's kind of more of a hockey term is what your compete level, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, your compete level 10 is like the highest on a scale of one to 10. Mm-hmm. So he brought, he brought that compete level, in every, you know, from from what I heard, because you know I wasn't able to watch all these, but in every practice, every game, you saw him giving it his all. You just also saw that he wasn't playing at the level that he used to, uh, from, you know, from taking so many hits. Mm. I think, right, right. So other quarterbacks, the young quarterbacks right now: Joe Burrow, um, Mac Jones, Tua, you know, um, Jalen Hurts. Who else we got? Who's the um who's that guy that played um at Oklahoma does all the commercials? Um what's his name? Uh forget his name. He's always on he's like forget his name, but out of those quarterbacks, who do you think would would have a longer career wise at that position? Whoever's gonna take the less hits. And you gotta I, you got you gotta be successful too, right? But mm-hmm. You know, some of these guys will end up being backups probably, right? Ultimately, if they can't win, mm-hmm. but you got to look at who's going to be protected the best. So I would say, you know, probably Burrow. You know, you're looking at him. Um, Mac Jones will probably have a long career as well. Yeah. Um, Brock you know, Purdy. These guys. Brock Purdy from the, the 49ers. Young kid. He, He's he's still unknown for me. I don't know if he's gonna make it because mm-hmm. we don't know. I mean, he's played seven games. He he proved, but he can you have a whole off season? Can you have a whole off season and year of other teams now preparing for your skill set once they get tape on you? And then can you still perform? So we'll see. Like the second year is gonna be a big question mark. And I don't even know if we're gonna like that that um, you know, looking into the UCL sprain. And potentially that surgery that he's got to get, he's not going to be the same next year. So now we got to now we got to wait till another year to really see, or maybe halfway through next year. And if it's halfway through next year, is he not really understanding how the playbook works in terms of how, how you see it on the field? So most likely, it's not even next year; it's the year after. So I think it's just an uphill climb for him. You know, we'll see if he balls out real quick early. You know, he's going to be special, but yeah. you know, we're, we may not even be able to see until the year after next year. Yeah. You made a good point right there because uh, they're going to have, they're going to finally have like some solid tape on him. Yeah. And if he's in the, you know, they're going to break him down. They're going to break them down yep. all, especially all those defensive minds. that his tendencies. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they do break those people down, like all the way down. Right. They even find out whether they like to go and eat and stuff like they, they seriously, if they do that level of breakdown in, in college, you can't just imagine what they're doing in the NFL. Right. Right. I mean, it, it isn't sophomore slump for nothing, right? Because mm. they have tape on you now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, with, you know, with it, with those minds and, 
Um, and then, you know, and then also, you know, scheme changes, player changes, like every year in and out, things change. Uh, their health can change potentially too. Mm-hmm. And if they're not playing totally healthy or they get some, you know, these, the, the, the guys on the other side are, are athletic and, <laughs> you know, they, they are competitive and want to win too. And they're hitting hard. I'm sure out there in the fields. So. Like, yeah. Like, um, you know, through the season, a lot of these players, they're not playing at a hundred percent throughout the season. You know, they'll, oh, yeah. they'll get hurt and play hurt through the whole season. Um, I remember just playing even Juco college ball. That was the case for me, you know, <laughs> um, I just, I can't even fathom what these dudes are going through. Um, yeah. NFL, the highest level of the gameplay. So, you know, it just goes to show you, you, I don't know. It takes a special person to make it to that level. Um, but yeah, it was a great game overall. I thought it was good competition on both sides of the game. I thought the offensive line for the Philadelphia Eagles just manhandled uh Casey uh Kansas City's uh defensive line. It, I mean, it looked like it to me. And um and that's a lot of where the game is won is up front in the trenches. Um I just know that from coach uh Will Cofield was talking about that uh, game's won up front. Yeah, Kansas City's O-line played phenomenally well too. As they well. gave him yep. they gave him time. So I, I was I was interested in that battle because mm-hmm. I, I thought and I'll say Kansas City's D-line still played really well. Although I remember we were talking about this before with the Bengals and you know how Kansas City manhandled the offensive line of the Bengals. I thought the Bengals O-line was better than that, but Kansas City manhandled them. So that it wasn't that case in this game where you said I I gave the edge to although they played really well. It was a good match up in general, but I do f- agree with you that that uh, that Philly's offensive line like when they wanted to run the ball, they ran the ball. It didn't matter. You know, it it didn't matter. They got those first downs when they wanted them. So advantage O-line, although Kansas City's defense still played well. Um, and then, but yeah, it was, it, it, it was, uh, you know, Philly's defense didn't play as well as they needed to, clearly, to win. They couldn't stop KC. Yeah. Couldn't stop, Ke- couldn't stop Kelsey. Couldn't stop him. He was wide. Or Juju. Or Juju. Um, he played really good in the second half. Yeah, he had a lot of those catches in the second half. It was really integral in their victory. What do you have? Nine catches? Something like that? Yeah, he went off. He went off. First half wasn't so much, but then, yeah, he finished out strong. Um, yeah, but I, I guess the Philadelphia Eagles, they had – supposedly they were the top pass rushers in the league this year. And they – Didn't look like know, that, huh? Nah, it didn't look like that at all. Not at all. And um, I, I remember one of the commentators, I don't know if it was uh, Greg Olson or the other dude, but they were saying, like, the game plan for Philadelphia was to get Patrick to get rid of the ball fast. And I don't think they did a good job of that because that dude was just – he just mahomes He mahomes them. He pretty well, much just – he, he did, but you look at it, – it's so there was two touchdowns that were scored where the Kansas City offensive player was wide open. Right. So, so with that second touchdown, 
that was like that was they put the they put um it's a speedster they put him in motion but then he stopped and ran back and you saw the i think it was the safety that was lined up with him the F- philly safety mm-hmm. he kept running <laughs> he kept running across because he, he he just he lost him somehow and then he was wide open for that second touchdown so just like schematically they had philly uh confused or unable to match up with what they were asking him to do. So that, that, that pre-snap motion was like key to, to that one right there because, you know, he walked right in. And yeah. that, that was, uh, you know, to, to me, you got to be better than that at the Super Bowl. You know, they, that's, you, you can't leave guys wide open. You at least got to make them miss. Right. <laughs> he does pre-snap, pre-snap. Hey, was that a pre-snap broken angle? <laughs> yeah. I saw, yep. Yeah, it was crazy, man. It was crazy. It was, was kind of like a game of chess tonight. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah, one little move, and the other person would just beat you up. So you look at those are the game changers to me, right? Those two wide open touchdowns that Kansas City right. scored, and Jalen losing the ball. If w- without those, you have it pretty lopsided in Philly's favor. But to me, you have to. You can't discount Kansas City's being there before and playing with experience. And knowing what they're good at and making the most of their chances, they just they they played with with that just that that ability to will themselves to win. Because from looking at that, I, I'd say Philly outplayed them. Mm, yeah, thinking about those three things, you, you, you that that swings that's twenty one points right there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what's the score then if they don't? Right. Score those, so or they match up defensively better, or whatever. Yeah, but you kind of just gave those away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, twenty-one points. Twenty-one <laughs> points. Yeah, did, uh, it's crazy because Casey, man, they came through. They got a you know the the nice punt return. The special teams really did it. Really did it for them tonight, man. Yeah, really did. And um, oh, I, oh, you gotta you gotta throw that one too, right? Yeah. So that's a fourth mistake they made was that terrible punt. Yeah. And I guess Man. that's that's been their crutch all year. I guess was special teams, and they didn't, mm-hmm. you know, showed out tonight. They didn't improve that part of the game. Mm-hmm. But w- what are you what are you saying to your players during halftime when you're down like that? Whether ten points down, they came back. Down. If, you're Kansas, if you're Kansas City, they're going to say, "Hey, we've been here before. We've had, we have all these comebacks. We've come back before." So, if you're Kansas City, you're you're fine in that mm-hmm. scenario because they know they. But they, again, it's like a that's like an old. Hello, my old friend. Right. Uh, they're that, used that, to my old friend down ten points. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, you know they 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 were up. Uh, they were up. You know, ten points on us. Uh, the first half will be up twenty points on them in the second half. Right. Like, like that's. I'm sure, you know, something along the lines of their mindset. I wonder if this was the first time those two teams met um, this season. I don't know if they ever played each other before until the Super Bowl. I don't remember them playing each other either. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they ever played each other. Yeah. Right? But it's, it's um, I don't, and also another thing I was thinking about, like the, the Eagles, I don't think they've ever been punched in the face like this by a, like a Mahomes type uh, talent. Right, I don't you know, think I they mean, saw they, someone like him um, at they, all. They, they they came from behind with uh, in against Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and then they lost one other game, which I'm not sure which game they lost. But yeah, they right. 
you know, this, this was the chance for them to prove that when they're truly being tested, can they win it? Um, I would have liked to, to see to go to see it go to overtime. That would have been awesome. Yeah, man. I was tripping at the end there when they were just, you know, they, I, I totally forgot about the, the clock. I was like, why aren't they not scoring right now? Why did they just stop at the one yard line and go settle for the field good? And I, and I realized like they don't want homeboy to have the ball again. Right. 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 Mm. Although I, I, in my eyes, and of course they won and I'm not a coach and, um, but in my eyes, I, I would take the touchdown and, and, it, because do you take the touchdown hard. for a moral victory I would, or do you take the touchdown for the bookies in Vegas? <laughs> I, I would take the touchdown in, in order to win because you know how hard it is to kick it off to the other team and have the other team march all the way back down the field and score a touchdown on you. So it's, you know, at that point, you only need a field goal and they managed the clock perfectly, but he could have missed. That's a lot of pressure on a kicker. A it's so easy to. Sh- you know, I come from a soccer background. It's easy to shank something. I, I know these guys are super professional. I know it's close, mm-hmm. but with that much that much pressure, we've seen kickers fold under that kind of pressure before. So you put all that pressure, yeah, and you could have had it. When you could have had the points, and then all you're doing is kicking off, and you're going to kick it into the end zone and give them a shot at a hail mary, which is very and it. That hail mary would be a, just a shot to tie it up. So uh, in my eyes, I, I I think differently. I'm sure they got their own analytics, and you know they, and clearly they won that way um, to not even give them a shot. But um, I would have done it differently. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah I hear the reasoning behind that too. And then um, that last throw by Jalen at the end, like he was gonna hell marry it, and it looked like it, it didn't it fall short and not, like not even get to the fifty yard line. Yeah, that fell was, way uh, short. It, yeah, yeah. It fell, fell way short. His re, his receivers outran where he threw. I don't know what if somebody tipped it or what 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 happened to him. But yeah, yeah, it didn't, it didn't really look like too much of a. You know, I mean, it was a long shot, anyways. Right? Yeah, literally, but it was a long shot. He only had yeah, he only had eight seconds. I think. Uh, yeah, I think he only had eight seconds. So Man. was you know at that point it was tough. Yeah, that was a miracle miracle throw, but. Yeah, very interesting. Did you notice any commercials uh, that you that you paid attention to? Did, were you able to see any of those? Or I didn't anything? watch any of them. Yeah. I was just yeah, I was socializing and talking mm-hmm. on my phone and stuff during the commercials. Did Did you notice any good ones? Yeah, I thought there's some uh, kind of funny ones. There was a lot of Jesus commercials this year. Really? Like yeah, some Jesus ads, like Jesus loves you type ads. They were really good. They were really well. That's done. good. Yeah, that, really well done. Loved- Love to see that. Um, yeah, that's a whole lot of money going into those ads. A lot. So whoever's funding that, props and shout out to you guys for sharing Jesus more. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. Yeah. But yeah, th- those ones stood out to me, uh, the Jesus ones. And then... Um, I wonder who's behind that. Yeah, there's a real feral one. I thought it was pretty funny. It made me, made me laugh. And... The reason why I like to pay attention to the the Super Bowl commercials is to see the creative, like see how they came about and execute on an idea. I look at the camera angles, the color concepts that they're using, you know, the the script that they go by, the timing of the shots, the editing of the shots. That's that's when I look at commercials, I look at all that stuff. And um, typically commercials are used, you know, there's a trick that TV uses and commercials use to have the 
of the viewer pay attention more and is to have fast cuts between um, frames, like have, have fast cuts. And the more you can get the eye to flicker, um, the more the, the individual pay att pays attention to what they're watching. And mm -hmm. normally um, commercials are like that. They're fast paced, fast cut, but Super Bowl commercials are a little bit different now. They like uh, they have a more of a storyline cut, you know, Yeah, telling a story, right? Drawing right. people in. Mm -hmm. So I, I, that's why I love to just be my like like this year. Like I love to just well, sit here and watch and analyze, and it's, you know, no one's bothering me or talking to me or spilling their drink or food all over me. So <laughs> I really enjoyed that part this year, this Super Bowl Fifty Seven. But yeah, those were the ones that stood out to me this year. Um, what about you, Jake? What what else uh, that? about Super Bowl 57 you thought was cool or interesting man would have been better if it was uh Patriots versus the Bears right yeah <laughs> I agree um yeah. you know it's, it's I, I and I'm spoiled so I should I have got no room to complain but uh, mm. it's 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 always you know it's always hard to see your team go home so there's there's that perspective to you know everybody else uh yeah you're not as invested in the game although you know i love football so it was still fun to watch and mm -hmm. and do all that but of course you wish that, you, that your team was there but overall great game to watch uh halftime show was awesome and especially with riri again it, um, if the rumors are true and she's expecting and the fact that she came down on that platform super impressive that she was able to do all the dancing while pregnant like like kudos to her for uh, you know, for entertaining us like that, and um, shout out to uh, the Paris. what's the choreographer Paris Gobel. Shout out to you, Sister yeah. Gobel. Shout out, right? And and there was was there a lot of um, Polynesian dancers that were in her crew as well? Yeah, a lot of Polynesian dancers that who um, um, you know came up with her since the beginning. I knew Paris Paris back when they used to have the MTV uh, was America America's Best Dance Crew. You guys ever oh, heard? Oh wow! Of you remember that yeah. show on yeah. MTV? Yeah, they were, they were called the Request Crew, and um, they went all the way to the finals. Then they lost to some janky uh, janky dance crew. I can't remember who it was that they lost to, but I remember they were so devastated doing that episode when they um, when they didn't make it through. But that's where I that's where I first they they were uh, they're a group out of New Zealand. Right, Auckland, New Zealand, I believe. Mm -hmm. But they were bad, bro. They were bad. Those girls could move, and they killed it. You know what I'm saying? And so that's uh, what opened up the door for her, then, huh? Yeah, I believe so. And just from there, that group just kept growing and growing. And um, she actually, I don't, I didn't know, uh, I knew this beforehand, but she actually, when J Lo was the Super Bowl halftime show, she helped choreograph, uh, choreograph that show as well. So this is not her first Super Bowl um wow yeah being in but i think i believe this one was all her like she designed and came up with you know the whole concept of course with a, a solid team probably a strong team too but yeah shout out to paris man she's been she's been grinding and there was a little message that she wrote on on her ig story i screenshot that and i i'm gonna share it with our ig users but it was very inspirational talking about how she you know just have your dream and dream big and work towards your dreams. Uh, but 
is very cool. Um, I look forward to the Super Bowl just because she was involved in it. And another Pacific Island, um, you know, person just repping and using their talents, man. Just very inspiring. Yeah, that's that's great scene. She's a Samoan descent. Yeah, right? some Samoan. Yeah, she grew up in uh, New Zealand. Samoan was Scottish and I believe Chinese. So, but yeah, it was very cool. Um, I mean, there's a, some cool angle shots too that you use along with the pyrotechnics outside on the building. I thought that that was really cool how they incorporated all that into the into the show. So it was really a show, man. But the platforms, bro, how mm -hmm. that how was are... that's what mesmerized me right there. That they were dancing on those platforms without like being too shaky and DGC. You could barely see it, but you saw the cable yeah. that they're attached to, right? But I'm like, man, how is it so stable? And how did they make it? Because it looked like like, like they're just floating there. Yeah, if, if the way the if cables you, are. Right. If you know engineering and stuff like that, that's gotta be very difficult to do. Right. To have because any sort of rocking, like just imagine, okay, imagine if, if for any of you that have been on a platform um, high up in the air with wind and all that kind of stuff, first of all, right, or you're on a boat, right, with like a you know, the, 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 you know, the water underneath moving. So think about those two things, right? Because this is moving through air, potentially could have been windy, and everybody dancing like they're on flag mm -hmm. was wild. Right. Yeah, it's crazy how they were so, and just to think about how they flew those platforms. Like I, I worked a little bit in theater, right? A little bit in New York and Vegas, and you got to have like some special dues to rig all those platforms, like riggers. You know, union union worker rigger dudes. All they do is um, fly stuff in the air. So you got to probably have some of the top do rigger dudes in the industry flying all those platforms. And especially if the artist, right, if she's with child right now, having being that high up, right, and with because, child, and oof, talk about like uh, pressure, pressure, Don't and like screw that one up, making sure double and redouble checking in all the wires and harnesses. Oh my gosh, that must yeah. have been a nightmare to prepare for. Stressful, super stressful. But yeah, but I they thought, they did it flawless, flawlessly. It was yep. amazing. Yeah, and how the camera flew through, you know, the little trust in the platforms that they had on the the ones that were raised up. That was crazy. Super visual. A lot of memes, though. A lot of, you know, from the good, there's always going to be haters talking about it. But <laughs> a lot of memes, especially what that one the meme. saying? Well, no, nah, it's just giving, like, comparisons to different, uh, like, Trump, like, there's a Trump rally meme going around, and they're saying that, the Rihanna show was like a like a meme uh, was like a Trump show like a Trump rally. Really? <laughs> well, did you see that one that Tex shared in the group chat? That's the one I'm referring to. But it was hilarious, dude! I was rolling when I seen it. <clears throat> I did not see it. I'd have to scroll back and see what it was. You know what I thought was pretty interesting too, and I didn't know, and I didn't realize he coached for. Kansas City and now has a, a Super Bowl ring, another Super Bowl ring, is Matt Nagy, our uh, the Chicago Bears former head coach. He, I remember he came from Kansas City. He he worked with uh, Patrick Mahomes when he when Pat was uh, first drafted, and I seen him on the sideline uh, working with Pat. 
and the uh, offensive staff. So uh, that was cool. Shout out to Mac Nagy, former head football coach for the Bears. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Didn't know he was on the staff for KC. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it's cool seeing Andy Reid. I guess Andy Reid's like he's he's. What do you, do you think he retires? There's a lot of speculation going on on the post show uh, talks, the post game uh, coverage. They, they asked him that. Yeah. They asked him right when he got up there, and he's like, "Nah." <laughs> oh, really? Well, for yeah, the he kind of. Yeah, he before they got to the trophy, it was the immediate reaction, the first reaction, right after the game ended, oh, and the yeah. players were hugging each other, and they found they went and found him and talking. They're like, "Is this your last year? First thing?" He's like, "No way." He's like, he 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 threw the question out, so you know who knows, but looked like he was. Uh, he's like, "I'm just gonna celebrate this one right now." Yeah, <laughs> but didn't, he he didn't look like uh, he didn't look like he wanted to quit. Nah, not right now. Maybe when the you know, all the dust falls and the confetti settles. Maybe he'll think about it. But the right. the Kansas City Chiefs uh, parade is next or this coming Wednesday. Yeah, this coming Wednesday, the parade in Kansas City. And I didn't know that the NFL draft is going to be held in the same place, Kansas City. I want to go. I want to attend the draft and um, go interview uh, Polynesian players that uh, that will be attending the NFL draft. I really want to, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, but um, it's super hard to get NFL press credentials. I've noticed. Really, so that's one of my three hundred goals. I wrote that in my book to get us official press credentials so that we can cover a Super Bowl. Because what what are the requirements? What makes it stricter? Mm, I don't know. I've been to. I had a fortunate opportunity to go to Super Bowl 50. So when I covered that, I had a, um, what did I have to do? I, whoever applied for the credentials, they needed my photo ID, my license, um, and the organization that I worked with, you know, and they had to have a list of all the gear that I would be using at the Super Bowl. So, I think we have to establish, you know, a little, get a little bit more credibility as a media, media news source, maybe. But I don't know. There, there's someone w- that we need to meet that can open doors for us to be able to um, cover more NFL um, type um, events. You know, there's a lot of Polynesian players coming up and they're playing like the the ones that play today in the game. Um, definitely want to be able to cover them and highlight them so yeah we'll, we'll get there brother mark my words we're gonna we're gonna have nfl credential passes to cover events like i applied for one for this this super bowl to go up to arizona um to cover the i think it was a all of hall of fame star brunch or something um <laughs> in arizona yeah and they never responded back it's like I applied for that early too, back in what is it? Not back in. It was uh, January. Well, not that long ago, but the beginning of January. Yeah, more. Uh, I remember when we applied for our Super Bowl credentials for Super Bowl Fifty in uh, Levi Stadium. It was like we only did it like three weeks out from the Super Bowl. <laughs> and you got them, and, and we got them. It probably helped that we were an actual news artist that you know that I worked with the for the local ABC affiliate in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. 
probably that helps. But man, that's a goal, dude. NBA cover all the um, um, Polynesian or just anyone in in the NBA want to cover NBA hockey. I love hockey. We'll cover some hockey games. Cover all the sports, Major League Baseball, FIFA World Cup that's going to be held here in America in what two or three years, I think. The next World any, Cup is going to be here in America. Any Polynesians in the um, in hockey yet? Professional hockey? I don't know. It was that's something we should research. I want to research. I'm going to reach out. That's that's so fun to watch. By the way, dude, last year got into hockey even more. And I remember uh, when we lived in New York, we had time opportunities to go and watch the Rangers. Tickets were like three, four dollars to go watch them. But last year, we had a coworker at work. He was a why, what's the team from Washington, D.C.? You know? The Capitals. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Huge Capitals fan. And I remember uh, the play, during the playoffs last uh, last Stanley Cup, we all, we're all getting into it because this dude, he was into his in hockey. He just shared that. But you grew up with hockey all your life, right? Jake, didn't you play hockey too? Uh, I, I didn't play competitively, but we would play on the ponds. Like growing up, that was just part of life. My neighbor yeah. had, mm-hmm. yeah, my neighbor had a pond that his dad made like a pretty nice one in the back that was raised and raised off the ground a couple of feet. So we would be checking. It was like in a forest that we cleared some of the trees. So you got checked off the side into a tree. Oh dang! <laughs> so we only play on ponds and stuff like that. So yeah, but that was, you know, near and dear to everybody. Everybody loves hockey over there. Yeah, I can imagine. Hockey is dope. Where it's man. cold. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really really fun to watch in person. It is. I, I I'll as much as I love the I you know I'd say I, I like the NFL the most, but um I'd rather I have more fun watching hockey than um than being at an NFL game. And I guess maybe it would change if you were up close, but even with hockey seats that are kind of back up a little bit, you're you're still pretty up close. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's just a lot of fun. They had a hockey game that had a. Um, I got invited to go attend. They, it was uh, some game they had up in Lake Tahoe, um, some All Star game, I think. Uh, mm. I didn't want to go. I just wasn't really into it. But I had a chance to go watch them. It was like some classic game or something. But I remember the ice wasn't being cold enough, and they had to wait to to the certain time of the day to play, so mm. the ice <laughs> could be cold. But yeah, hockey's super. Even for me to watch it on TV is super fun. Like, mm-hmm. especially when the goalie leaves, you know, goes out and then there's just no one uh, attending or everyone's just, atta- yeah, yeah, empty net. When the goalie leaves, dude, that's, that's when they, that's when the game gets super interesting. Is yeah. They're just straight attacking. Yeah. You'll see that in soccer occasionally too. Like at the really? end of the game. Yeah. They'll, they'll pull the that. keeper out. They'll sub the keeper out. Yeah. And put everybody, like, if you know, you're at, you're in extra time and you're down a goal. Yeah. At the end, they'll they'll sub the goalie out and do that too. Dang, yeah this 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 year's uh, FIFA Cup in uh, Qatar, got to watch a lot of that too. I was really into that man. I got to, I was asking my my brother, my little brother, younger brother Yummy, he's into soccer, and I was just hitting him up, asking him, hey, who's this player? Who's, you know, um, asking him all the questions about the soccer games, but. Dude, I'm excited that the next World Cup is going to be here in the U.S. And you, you know, um, they have the venues picked out. I think there's L.A., San Francisco. There's going to be a venue in San Francisco. Um, Seattle, Texas, I think Dallas, somewhere in te- Dallas. Um, Boston, I think. 
New York, maybe Miami. We're, we got to go watch a FIFA World Cup. I, I'm applying for our credentials. Let's to do be it. Go, yeah, I'm, we're going to do it. We're going to cover it, man. we we'll go cover it, bro. Go cover Christian Pulisic, you know, ask him questions. <laughs> <laughs> Christian Ronaldo, freaking Messi, all those dudes, bro. All, basically, all the dudes that we collect cards for, we're going to go ask them. Go yeah. cover them. But, yeah, I got the bug when I went to London and covered the – the rugby world, the rugby league world cup. That that bug, bro. Ever since that, we're, we're gonna start covering a little bit more sports. Um, that's a well, that's a personal goal, but we'll see what's up. <sighs> Super Bowl Fifty Seven was a great game. Pretty entertaining. Um, I enjoyed it. Just uh, hopefully this next year, this next season coming up. Our teams will be in it, Jake. We'll go head to head. Patriots and the Look. Chicago Bears. <laughs> Speak it into existence. Yeah, there you go. Especially the quarterback that we have, bro. We need to put some talent around him. Hopefully, um, hopefully we can do that this next season. And you know, um, something that I thought was cool and kind of interesting when I was watching the post game show. Um, something that Andy Reid was uh, telling the commentators, I think it was on the NFL Network. They were saying um, that Patrick, during like the second phase of offseason, he he brought all his receivers down to Texas, and they were working out. So by the time they got to the second phase of their offseason portion, they they were already running. Like all the receivers and Patrick, they were all – you know, on the same page. Man. Yeah, yep. same page. That's a, that's how you do it, man. When everybody else is on vacation and you're dialing in, uh, mm-hmm. it shows. I mean, look what happened. Look at the results. Right. 100%. 100%. You know who I want to see win a Super Bowl really bad? It's just I'm a huge fan of now, even though he went to the wrong school. Joe Burrow. I really want to see him. And you know who else? Mac Jones, bro. I want to see those dudes skyrocket, make it to the Super Bowl and win one. I hope, I hope so, too. I definitely hope so. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens next year. Some big things happening. You know, now that Super Bowl's over, that's what we have look at, to look forward to is the team-building aspect, how camps are going to go, and then the draft, right? So mm-hmm. so now, you know, that'll be kind of the next focus here is, is who's coming up and – you know who we're going to shoot for, how we're going to build our teams better, uh, you know, and that's always very exciting too. Yeah, absolutely. You think Tech and uh, Joe and Paul they're going to go to the parade this Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> they're they're in their own Zoom call, uh, cheersing each other. Probably, <laughs> probably. Man, we're hoping to have our our Kansas City Chiefs fan over here. I know if you guys listened to him any of our previous episodes. My man was doing the, the whole Chiefs gear, even did the Chiefs opening for him. <laughs> but shout out to uh, Tech. Congratulations to your team. We're probably listening. Shout out to Tech. Yeah, shout out to your team. Shout out to Tech, Paul and Joe. Um, but yeah, man, congratulations to those dudes. Congrats. Next year, yep. Next year is going to be either Jake's team or my team. I'm going to throw that out into the universe. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Bears or Patriots. Let's go. Let's go.
but yeah, overall, this was a great uh, Super Bowl. I really enjoyed it. Thought some of the commercials were pretty cool. And just a shout out to both fans of each team, the Kansas City Chief fans and Philadelphia Eagle fans. Even though you didn't get the result you wanted, they still played and had a great game. But uh, again, thank you guys for listening. Let us know your thoughts about uh, the Super Bowl. We'd like to know that. Please leave it in the comments and in the poll section of our Spotify um, Spotify page. But yeah, this has been another episode of Jake and Notice. And on, my, on behalf of myself and Jake, you guys have a great week. And we'll catch you later. <laughs>